Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Four full lines on hold. Please be patient with me. We will get to all of you. Uh, But first, we got to go back to the North Thorne State Chrysler G Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Tyvis Powell of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Also of... Uh, we, let me get, make sure make sure we get we get this right. I think I think it says orange is the new orange. I, I almost said want to say orange is the new uh, black. <laughs> Tyvis, it ain't orange is the, is the new black. That's that ain't it. <laughs> no. The, or, the, the, the orange is orange. There it is. There it is. The orange is orange. And uh, ninety seven won the fan in Columbus, man. Thank you, my brother, for coming on. Me appreciate you, man. Oh, no problem, man. You know, anything for you, G Bush. <laughs> My guy. Uh, you you know, looking at uh, you know, it, it's been a it's been a crazy week uh with the Deshaun Watson stuff. Um let me start off from, from this perspective. Um you've obviously been in the locker room, right? Um you've mm-hmm. obviously played on the defensive side of the football. When you got somebody on the offensive side of the football or any other teammate in in for that matter. How do you, how did you handle um, you know answering questions about teammates who may be have different things going um, and how do you view the word distraction because I think it's always weird sometimes I think defensive players is on a side offense is on a side and kind of what the quarterback does doesn't really affect defensive players too much how would you uh, how would you characterize how it is to be asked about uh, another player's issues if, if it's like a legal issue or something like that. Okay, well, you know, I haven't had – when I was at Ohio State, you know, we had something – we had a a little case going on on the defensive side of the ball. One of our defensive tackles, you know, he got into a little situation towards the end of my career. You know, when I was asked about it and stuff like that, like, we didn't we didn't view him differently. So I wouldn't imagine that, you know, being in the locker room with, with a guy, you see a guy going through something like this – is it a distraction? No, because we're professionals. You know, we got to show up, and our job is to get better and help this team get to the Super Bowl. So when you walk into that building, all the stuff that happens on the outside in the media, it kind of doesn't exist for those, those that time that you're in the building. And if it is somebody like – if Deshaun was a teammate of mine, it wouldn't even be something that we would really talk about because that's, that's he's already stressed out about it, and he, always, he already got to deal with it outside of the building so when you come in the building it's all love it's my brother i'm gonna be there for my brother and make sure that he's in good spirit and making sure that we're doing things that we can to make sure that this team gets to the super bowl i think that's what being a pro is and i think that's kind of what what's going on that's how the brown players is handling right now when they get into that room it's all about football and 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 you being a player you i mean you know this better than anybody um that's your sanctuary right 
You know, if you look at it on a football team, you look at all those other guys. And that's why I used to tell people, that's why they make you run those drills and and, and do that stuff at 6 a.m. in the morning. Could they make you do it at, at, at you know, 4 o'clock where you're more comfortable? Sure. But they want you all uncomfortable. They want you all miserable. So that, that builds character to say, hey, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. But we got to do it. And we're going to push each other to get there. And I think, you know, you could have somebody in the locker room that's going through a divorce. Somebody can be going through money problems. Somebody can have sick parents. Somebody can be going through a situation where they break it up with their girl or or legal issues. And when you come to the football facility, you that's a place where you could leave everything out and just concentrate on ball. Absolutely, and that's exactly how it should be you. Like I'm saying, it's everybody in the everybody in the league. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's dealing with something in the outside world. And and it's just for some odd reason when you get into that place and you get around your teammates, it's like man, it's just none of that really matters for that time that you're being that you're there. You know, you're just enjoying each other's company and you're doing whatever you can to build that bond with your teammates and get each other better. So all the the stuff that's going on outside with this with the with the cases with the ex girlfriend with money problems, yeah, all that doesn't exist for those couple of hours that you're in that facility. Well, let, let me let me ask you to, on, on this on on the flip side. Obviously, you know um, your experience, you, you, and you've played for a couple of NFL teams, I believe three or four. Um, also, was in the CFL for a while. Um, Baker Mayfield right now is on the outside looking in. He, he's kind of in limbo a little bit. Doesn't know where his next move is. Um, obviously um, looking to get back into the league and looking to, you know, potentially start for another team, you know, but now he doesn't really necessarily have that routine, doesn't necessarily um, know what the next move is. Can you kind of describe what Baker is going, going through in terms of, you know, having, you know, a career and structure for your whole life and now all of a sudden things are in flux? How difficult is that to, to adjust to and with some things he's going through right now? Well, the number one thing that he needs to focus on right now is getting making sure that that shoulder is right. Uh, so right now, I think that in his mind, you know, it's all about getting my shoulder right. Because when it's time, because it's going to come a time this season. Like it, it, he's different than a lot of other quarterbacks. You're a former number one overall pick. It's not like your career is over and by any means. You're going to get another shot. And I think what he's going in his mind right now. What he's doing is making sure that that shoulder's right and making sure that he's working on the things that he needs to work on. Obviously, he's probably limited right now because of the things that he can do with his shoulder. But once that gets healed, he'll go back and, and watch himself, get get constructive criticism on the things that he needs to work on, which I think he said on a podcast or on an interview that he kind of knows already the things that he needs to do to become better. So I think he'll take this all season and how, whatever time he gets after he's cleared to play, to work on those things, and when it's time, when it's time for his time to shine again, he'll be able to go in there and, and pick up right where he left off and show the world that he deserves to be a starting quarterback in this league. And and, and what do you say? Because sometimes I, I think, uh, why do you think Baker is is this? Well, I, I used to say this, uh, and I and I was arguing with Jay the other day, Jay Crawford the other day. I said, look, I said, man, come on, Baker is. Uh, Baker is probably one of the most popular guys in the city ever. To, to me, uh, you look at Bernie Kosar, and I we we use Bernie Kosar as the measuring rod. I I was laughing and joking. I said Baker low key got a small cult. He has a, he has a small a cult following, man. Like you know, if he was part of the Beatles, he would have people passing out Baker. 
Oh my gosh, Baker six. Like he, like to me, to me, Baker is one of the most popular dudes ever to play in the game in the city. Do you believe he's the one of the most top? I would say probably one or two most popular Cleveland Browns of all time. I I would definitely say that. I mean, he he's definitely earned that with what he did. Like I said, nobody's taking away nothing that he did. I mean, he came to a franchise that wasn't a successful franchise, and he gave the city hope. He took them to the playoffs, won a playoff game, and in times where where we needed it the most. I mean, LeBron had left, and here comes Baker, and Baker seems to be the next guy that that brought energy. I mean, outside of Jarvis, don't get me don't get me wrong. Jarvis is a legend in Cleveland as well, but. I think he brought that energy and that excitement and people made people tune in and gave us something to believe in. So I think that's why, you know, he was so highly respected. And right now going through the situation that he's going through with the, with the whole <laughs> adult thing and yeah. just the way things is kind of ending, it, it, it's really rough. Um, I, I could, I for one can understand why he's frustrated because of the things that he's done. And it kind of seems like the Browns aren't appreciative of it because of the way that they, they treated him. But I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you got to look at it from a business aspect. When you got the ability to upgrade at a position, they're going to take that, that opportunity every time because they have to do everything they can to get a Super Bowl because everybody has a window of opportunity um, in this profession, whether that be GM, head coach, or whoever. Everybody gets a little bit of opportunity, and if things don't go well, changes have to be made. And you have to do everything you can to make sure you can do the best. So I think that's what the Browns ultimately did by going after Deshaun Watson, even though he does come with a little baggage. And you go straight to the field with it, he is an upgrade from Baker, and that's why they had to do it. And if Baker – Baker just has to understand that, that it's not – it's just part of the business. <laughs> I mean, I, I went through it. With nine different teams, wow! It's, 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 it's literally the same thing. Like if they got the opportunity to upgrade, they're going to take that opportunity, and that's just that's just the nature of the business. Uh, talking to Tyvis Powell, uh, and he of course is an, on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Um, make sure you go check his podcast out. It's called The Orange is, is Oranger. Um, what a creative name, by the way. I almost want to listen to it <laughs> just by the by the fact that you got the name like that. I'm like, man, that sounds like a that sound like a Netflix original or something. Like, don't it? Do yeah, right. It's <laughs> like check it out, right. Huh? It's like a new spinoff of, of Atlanta, and it, Donald Glover is in it. Um, and it, and it's from the creators of The Wire too. <laughs> yeah, Every, everybody needs to check that out. We uh, our last our latest episode we had Sheldon Day of the Browns, and then a few episodes before that we had Denzel Ward come on. So <gasps> you know, yeah, definitely definitely check that out and, and you know hear what they had to say. Man, you got all the big names. You you you, you listen. You got Denzel right after the deal. Big I money. got Denzel before the deal. Ah, I got Denzel right before the deal. <laughs> you know, they, the, the reason he got the extension, nobody want to talk about it. Uh, the, the reason he got the extension is because I was on the podcast the, hyping him up the, and gassing him up and pointing out all the reasons why we should extend Denzel. And, how, and Lord be know, two weeks later, boom, he get the extension. So, you know, I really want a percentage of it. Denzel, yeah. if you listening, I, can't, you know, my, I don't want 3% like every agent. I take 1%. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me, you just said something. So I thought agents was getting ten percent. It's three percent now. Yeah, it's always been three percent. What? Three percent. So three percent, and then you get a mark. And if you, if you go through a marketing agency, 
they can get anywhere from about mm, 14 to 20%. So because and the difference is the marketing agent is actively trying to pitch you to like other different places yeah. outside oh, of yeah, football. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to get you, you know, sponsored. They want you to sponsor uh, Ethica Draws. You know, they get you energy drinks, like that stuff. They're actually going out and actively pursuing, you know, companies so you, to sponsor you or for you to be a sponsor to them and you advertise them. So that's why, you know, they're, they're always out there trying to get you more money, bring in more money. So that's why they get the larger percentage, I should say. You breaking you breaking knowledge down, man. You breaking it down for them today. If you out there and you are, you trying to figure out what, hey, how do what's the difference between those things? How do the people in the NFL, former NFL players move? Where they get these deals? Tyvis is breaking that down for you today as well. Uh, and I, I need to mention also that he's on ninety seven one the fan in Columbus as well. Make sure you check that out. Uh, let's let's stay in Columbus. Let's talk about some Buckeyes a little bit. Uh, the, the it just came up. That uh, C.J. Stroud just got the Bentley. He just got the Bentley, and it, I, it popped on my radar. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. He didn't get the Bentley. What he he had the choice between a Bentley and a G wagon, and he made he called himself making a game day decision, and he went with the G wagon, oh, which my. was two hundred thousand dollars. The Bentley was one hundred and fifty thousand. But he rolled off in the G-Wagon. Now, now, listen, this is breaking news. I was, look, he either got it. Now, here's the thing. I I, I don't know if I would have took the G-Wagon, though. I think I th- Listen, I said the same thing. I said, listen, I, it ain't too many times in your life when somebody going to offer you no Bentley, and I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to take the Benz G- over the Bentley. There's no yeah. way. I think I'm going with the Bentley myself. Yeah. But if you – listen, I think about a G-Wagon – the, the the regular G wagon, it's all right. Yeah. But if you actually go out there and customize With it yourself the, the, the and do deluxe. it like you're supposed to do it, man, it can look good. I just seen a couple of G yeah. wagons. I remember Corey Coleman when he was in Cleveland, he had a G wagon. His was nice. My boy Malik Hooker, former Ohio State Buckeye, when he made it to the NFL as a first round draft pick, he copped the G wagon, laid it out. It was nice. So if you if you customize it, if you creative, you can make a G wagon look like a very fascinating car. You know, I you know what's say. so crazy is is I think when I when I think the difference between a G wagon and a and a, uh, and a Benz is like when I look at the G wagon, I'm like, okay, I guess I guess if you in a small circle, you know what that is. Not very many people have G wagons. It's like okay, you know, it, it's it's kind of a, a different type of uh, of a status, but I think. Bentley's is more noticeable than G wagons, so I, I would. For sure. Yeah, like you so when pull somebody pull up in a, in in a Bentley, like you, yeah, you like okay, he getting it. You get listen, you get that Bentley, they you gonna break neck. Go, <laughs> what is that? What's that that just rolled by? What kind of? What yeah, you, that's a spaceship. You put that in the listen, You put that in the parking lot. And you go out and mm. listen, them girls gonna walk past and they gonna look at their car. They're gonna wanna touch it and all kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man, you gotta you know, that that that's a different type of thing. When you look at when you look at the way NIL deals and stuff popping right now, do you feel like, man, I was the MVP of the championship game. I could have got me some NIL money off that. I could have got me a couple endorsements, maybe some mm. Hostess or some Twinkies or some candy bar, something. You could have moved something with some name image likeness. Do you feel like, man, I wish I would have been around right now? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I tell I tell my mother she just had me too early. You know, she should have waited like six more years and then had me, and we would have been living pretty good. You know, I thought I'm not going to tell you that I was the best player at Ohio State, but I think that I made some pretty you know memorable plays, and I thought I was off the field. I thought I handled myself pretty professionally, and it was a respectable guy, and I articulated really well. So I thought I could have did really well on some of them commercials, G. Bush. I, <laughs> I probably I probably would have tried to go for something like Chipotle or Kane. Oh, Kane's listen. Kane's real big <laughs> down here. We for something like that. I as long as they give me a lifetime supply of Kane's or something, I wouldn't even be tripping off the man. man. <laughs> hey, look, it, this is the thing. All I need is just some benefits. Like, they're like, we're going to give you 500 a month and all you can eat Chipotle bowls. Um, That's but, what I'm saying. Psst, psst. Bro, that's that's worth a lot. You know how many man, maybe I, me and my wife would be eating her three times a day. Hey, babe, it's time for <laughs> time for lunch. Let me go over there just Chipotle. Hey, just hey, put some brown rice in it this time. I will mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely would have been. Uh, I definitely would have shot my shot at Chipotle for sure. Oh, like, listen, I don't you can, I don't even need the money. Just as long as I come in here and I get some Chipotle for free, I'm good. Hey, it works out well. <laughs> Let, let's talk about this this Ohio State uh, Buckeye team. They got Notre Dame coming up, um, and I, I like the game. I like I like marquee games um, coming up in the first part of the year. Um, for this season, uh, do you believe, and I, we, we've both spoken to Ryan Day, do you believe that this Ohio State Buckeye team is, is going to be head and shoulders? I, I, I got them. I think uh, Alabama still be on that level. I'm not sure what Georgia has in, in terms of quarterback, but they always seem to have the defensive guys and see if they can restock. Do you believe Ohio State is going to have one of those type years? I believe they will. You know, the fact that last year wasn't a terrible year. I mean, obviously they, they dropped two games in the regular season. I don't think that that will happen again. I think they went out and uh, – fixed the main problem, and that was, you know, getting a defensive coordinator in there with Jim Knowles, wow. who's coming from Oklahoma State. Um, he's had some really great defenses, so if he can get those guys to, you know, buy into what he's selling with the defense, and they, they're they a better defense this year, then the sky's the limit. Now, granted, we are losing some offensive weapons with Olave and Garrett Wilson going into the draft, but the thing about Ohio State, maybe, is we don't reboot. We just reload, you know. We, we don't reset. We reload. So we got some young guys coming up with the Marvin Harrison Juniors, um, Emeka Abuka. I'm expecting those two guys to really step up. Um, last year, another thing that was a problem that I felt was a problem was that we had four offensive tackles playing offensive line. So we really didn't run any guards. We just had offensive tackles playing guard. Well, I think they went out there one. They got a new offensive line coach who's coming from, I want to say, UCLA. Um, he's going to come in and make a huge difference. They're getting those old tradition guard bodies in there, which it's not the big six, seven guys. You know, they're about six, three, six, four, six, two, you know, little guys that can get up in there and really get those defensive tackles out the way and create some gaps for these running backs. So I think our run game should come back to life this season. Travion Henderson is poised to have a breakout season and really threatened C.J. Stroud for the Heisman this year. So with all those weapons on offense, I think we'll be doing well. It's all about how that defense responds to Jim Knowles and watching the spring game. It seemed like they were flying around making plays and, you know, doing the little things right again, leveraging the football, coming up, making tackles, not giving up those leaky yards. So as long as they keep those things going, moving forward in the season, I think they'll be in the CFP.
Tyvis, thank you so much for taking a little time on a Saturday. Come in and, and visit with me. I appreciate you so much. We'll definitely check out your podcast and, and definitely check you out in, in your work as well. I appreciate you for having me on. Anytime you need me, G. Bush, you know I'm only a phone call away, baby. I appreciate it, man. My man, Tyvis Powell on the North Olmstead um, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Make sure you go check out his podcast, The Orange is Oranger, and he's on 97.1 The Fan in Columbus. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.